This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. The title of this message is Nothing But the New. Isaiah 43 and 18 says in the Message Bible, Forget about what happened. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over the old history. Let's take just a little moment here. Every song uh, that was chosen today, I believe, was prophetic in nature, meaning that it was a foretelling. Uh, it's directly, in this message, everything Pastor Sandy said. And, and Now listen, all these moving parts do not come together until we come together. Amen. It's, it's planned and purposed by the Holy uh, Spirit. So he knows what he's doing. And a lot of times, listen, if you can and just go through the motions and singing, playing notes or singing uh, words, or this is just what we always, because this is what we just always do. Church is about God taking information and translating it into a revelation. And if you allow him to do that, there will be a transformation in your life. Too many people just stop at information. We're happy that we think we know it. God says, well, that's one level of knowing it. But there's a whole lot more knowing than just here. Amen. You know, sometimes I have to look in the mirror and say, just remember, okay, you're just not that smart. <laughs> and that's not a downgrade of me, but it certainly is an acknowledgement and an upgrade for him. Amen. All right, let's... Uh, Second Chronicles twenty nine three through ten, and I want to, I want to take just a moment to read that. This one Hezekiah became king. Now he was the next generation after his father Ahaz, and his 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 daddy Ahaz was a character. Uh, he he wasn't the best character. But then along comes Hezekiah, and Hezekiah was noted as a, he lived well. He lived a good life in front of God. He followed, the, he followed the ways of his ancestor David. It's interesting through the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, Jesus mentioned David, Paul quotes David. So many different places David is referenced as the standard of wholeheartedness, uh, of how... Uh, uh, a wonderful example of uh, of how God delights, how God is pleased with. When people are after his heart, God will make sure that, and that was God's commentation to David. In a couple of places, uh, he said this. Uh, he said, he is a man after my own heart. He served my purpose in his generation. And he held him up as a standard for generations to come. That's pretty... That's pretty stout. Amen. So anyway, Hezekiah, 
It says, in God's opinion, he was a good king. He kept to the standards of his ancestor, David. Now, it says, in the first month of the first year of his reign, that he did some things. He opened uh, back up the house of God, which had been shut up, boarded up. Uh, and he, he goes on to say this. He said, now, our ancestors went wrong and lived badly before God. Sometimes when things go wrong, we'll, go, we'll say, well, what went wrong? A better question would be, who went wrong? It says, our ancestors went wrong and lived badly before God. They discarded him. They turned away from this house where we meet with God and walked off. They boarded up the doors, turned out the lights, and canceled all the acts of worship of the God of Israel and the Holy Temple. And because of that, everything we just read, because of that, God's anger flared up, and he turned those people into a public exhibit of disaster, a moral history lesson. Look and read. This is why our ancestors were killed, and this is why our wives and sons and daughters were taken prisoner and made slaves. Well, that doesn't need any more explanation, does it? Except from this, guys. Listen, God's never wrong. God's always right. And the, the, the sooner we're able to acknowledge it's us that are wrong, the quicker we get into his right. Righteousness isn't just always being right. Sometimes it is that if we sin, we confess that. If we miss it, we confess that. And, and he is faithful not only to forgive us of all, but cleanse us of all. Amen? Are you listening? How would you ever learn anything if you're never wrong? I mean, you should then be the teacher, not the student. And I'm a lifelong student. And I want Jesus to be my teacher. So I'm quick to be instructed, and, and I love to be corrected. Let's move right along, because we're, 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 <clears throat> it's okay. I'm going to cut the steak up today. Even if you're not used to, used to steak, I'm going to cut it up small enough. That even you've got two th- teeth in the front, if you only gum it, gum it. Amen. At least the juice of it will get in you. And it's a better protein than just milk all by itself. All right? Amen. I'm really here. Listen, after a while, where preaching is concerned, you know. uh, Anyhow. You know, after a while, you understand that it's a wonderful privilege. All right? But, uh, But it's also a serious responsibility that... um, one of the most frustrating things in the world is to preach and preach and teach and teach, you know, and nobody learns anything. Nobody gets anything out of it, you know. I mean, there's a little, oh, boy, that was so nice, good, good message preacher, <laughs> you know. Listen, Jesus said that. He said, now listen, he goes, he goes you need, if you'll do what I'm, what I'm saying, the results will be the, the greatest reward you could give me. The greatest reward is results in our life. Is that we don't just tell God, but we're able to show God transformed lives. That we get the information and we allow him to translate that, the Holy Spirit to translate that down into our lives. 
should always be coming to church to hear the words that God is speaking. Now, I understand the foolishness of preaching, okay? You know, um, that, that that's how God chose to do it. That was his choice. It wasn't our choice. I, I'm like Amos. Amos goes, I never wanted to be a preacher. I'm a farmer. That's my verse of scripture. He goes, I never wanted to be a preacher. I'm a farmer. Those of you that hang around here long enough know, you know, I live betwixt between those two worlds. I never really wanted to be a preacher. Amen. As a matter of fact, Sandy, you know, after we got saved, you know, uh, our marriage was, you know, in tough shape till our marriage needed to be saved too. We both got saved, but our marriage needed to be saved. And I remember her telling me, she goes, I didn't marry no preacher. I said, I wasn't no preacher. I'm a farmer. But Amos went on to say, but God called me to tell you this. All right? Don't make no mistake about, you know, don't confuse the message with the messenger. It's God's words. And if you come to hear God, he still has to have a messenger. Amen. Don't get stuck and stumble on the, on the messenger and miss the message like they did in the Bible. Hey, carpenter, Joseph's son. I knew you when you were still. I changed your diaper, boy. Don't miss it. See, come to hear who's really talking to us. And listen, I can assure you, we're going to do our very, very best to hear what he's saying and simply relay that to you. What you do with it, listen, it doesn't, it doesn't depend on me to make you hear it or to make you apply it or you to... It, it, it depends on me to hear it for myself first and then to share the overflow of that with you. What you do with it, it's your own situation, amen. But I'm going to tell you, this stuff works. I mean, you know, it really is God talking. And how you know that is it happens. He confirms his word with signs that follow. Amen. All right. Boy, sometimes it takes a long time to set the table, take the order, get the drinks and all that before we can get the main course, you know, orders, you know, appetizer, all that kind of stuff. Get folks settled down before we can get to the main thing. Everybody say the main thing. I mean, I've used a lot of time. Now I can't take three minutes a page. I'm going to take a minute and a half, so I'm going to read fast talk real quick. All right. Here comes Hezekiah, and I love this. He says, I have decided. I decided this. I've decided it for me. I've decided it for anybody that's with me. This is what you're going to see in me. This is the direction I'm going in. This is my destiny. And Are you listening? And it's your destiny. He said, I have decided to make a covenant with the God of Israel and turn history around. Boy, I like that. Let me ask you, have you decided to follow Jesus and to follow through and have a breakthrough and turn all that old thing? There's no more old thing, but there'd be nothing but new, the new that God has for you. I tell you, it is a new season. That's just, that wasn't my idea. It's God. He said, it's a new season. 
It's a new thing. It's a new season for the. It's a new soil and a new seed for the new harvest of the new thing. Hosea 10 and 12 says, Now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. It's time to till the ready earth. Let me ask you, are you ready? Is your heart ready? It's time to dig in with God. Another translation says, I said, plow new ground for yourselves. Plant righteousness and reap the blessings that your devotion to me will produce. See, devotion to God is advantageous to us. We can advance when we're advantaged. And it's advantageous. There is a a fruit that will come, a reward and a result that will come as a result of you sowing your time, your energy, your, your everything towards God. Every, are you listening? Your life for God. Uh, there is, there is a, a reaping of a reward and result that your devotion to God will produce. He says, it's time for you to turn to me. Isn't that interesting, those words? Time to turn to me, your Lord. Now, let me tell you the central issue of this life. It's the Lordship of Jesus. The difference between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, the translation from one to the other is acknowledging and accepting and declaring and and claiming for yourself, Jesus is my Lord. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is my Lord. Always everything falls down to that borderline, is Jesus Lord? Am I allowing Jesus to be Lord? Am I following his lead? It's not hard to be a follower when you realize you don't have to lead. Moving right along. You ought to write that down. Boy, that would be worth looking at. You might take that home in your to-go plate. Have some of that later. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> And I will come and pour out blessings upon you. It's time for you to turn to me, your Lord, and I will come and pour out blessings upon you. It's time to decide. It's time to choose to turn old history around. The master has a master plan for your life. No matter, the master has a master plan for your life. Customized, uniquely yours, absolutely, just right, all right for you. And boy, I'm going to tell you what now, when you see people get in their, their, uh, uh, in their place and start doing their part, boy, I'll tell you, God's glorified in that. You see God in that. And there's no place like that. Amen? I mean, you can, put a, you can build all the houses, you know, build all the thresholds that you want, put it in front of God's threshold, and God says, but it's still not mine. I am the door to that. I am the gatekeeper of that. I am the way of that. And I'm the truth of that. Amen? A lot of substitution of the gold for the bronze. But there's still gold. Even if we try to fool folks, ourselves first, with the bronze. That that's good enough. Oh, it might be. You know, but not for folks that are that are searching for gold. You keep me searching for a heart of gold. 
God loves Neil Young. He's especially fond of Neil Young. Amen. Praise the Lord. Them old hippies knew how. Anyway, he was like a hippie and a, and a hillbilly. Moving right along. We're getting distracted. The master has a master plan for your life. No matter what has happened, what matters now is what can happen in God's new for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to do you good. Plans to prosper you. Plans to take care of you. To provide and protect you. Not abandon you and leave you to figure out life all by yourself. Do it all by yourself. Come up with it all on your own. There are plans to give you the future you hope for. What are you hoping for? Because there are new things. There's a new you. There's a new life. And there certainly is a new measure. Let me give you a new measure for your future. What if? What if? Now, I know you could tell me all about what is, but what if? Just just move. Let's just take the what is and put it aside. All right? Put it in the power of the old. And let's embrace the new measure. It says, well, what if for your future no thing were impossible for you to become for you to do or for you to have what if all things were possible for you all the new things that you could if you would dare to hope dare to imagine dare to dream dare to begin even to believe a god now listen who is just big enough just bold and brash enough just great enough to work his own words and fulfill his own promises and plans. Ephesians 3 and uh, 26 says, Never doubt God in the Passion Bible. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Accomplish all. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imaginations. He will outdo them. I'm still quoting scripture. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Well, what measure? Listen, he talks about miraculous power, so then it would have to be a miracle measure in order to contain miraculous power. This is where we, God uses his what-if measure. He uses his miracle measure because we'll take a look at it and say, oh, that's too big. That's too bold. That's, that's beyond what I could do. It's never beyond what he could do. And he never intended to do it all by himself. He ain't, look at your neighbor and say, he ain't got nobody but you. So all God's do is through you. Oh, somebody ought to. I know that, when, you know, listen, if we need to wear a label, I'm a Methodist. I was christened as a Methodist, dedicated as a Methodist as a baby. For as I'm concerned, that was good enough. Are you listening? But I didn't get born again until I was 23. So if I need a label, I guess the Methodist sign, my mom and daddy hanged on me, it'll be good enough. But you know, I'll tell you what, this, mis- myth- this <laughs> shoot, Jesus help me, this Methodist boy can still holler and shout when the right time comes. Man, that's good news. That is really good news. 
It might not seem good to you, but it sure is good to me that the end has been kicked out of this thing. Boy, I tell you what, God put a big hole in the wall. And I'm starting to see things I ain't never been able to see at all. I mean, I'm just going to be bold enough to stick my head through the hole in the wall and go, Look at here, my God, I didn't even know there was anything beyond these boundaries. Beyond these beyond these things that I have always known, now all of a sudden there are all these things that I never knew, could have never known, except God did something. See, He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Let me break it down that God uses the miracle measure. Can I break it down to where you live? You are, how many times have God tried to show you something, tell you something, encourage you, lead, bring you up into something other than what you've always known or been other? And you say, it would take a miracle for that to happen. You know, you know, if God can't get you to be believing better for you, how are you going to believe better for them? Because if you can't allow God to change you, how are you going to be able to believe that God can change them? Because, see, it's never just you. You have been given also to them. You're a link in the chain. God's pulling on, pulling people out of and into. Pulling people from and trying to pull people into. Oh, it would take a miracle for that to happen, for me to be that, for me to do that, for me to have that kind of a life. Well, listen, I heard the Lord say this just today. Work with my what if. This is the new measure. The new measure is this, all things possible. The no things impossible with God. Let me encourage you to be with him. Isaiah 48 and 18, back again to the message Bible. He said, be alert, be present. For I'm about to do something brand new. Make it, and it goes on and describes that as a way for you. God will, be the, God will make a way for you when he can be the way for you. Jeremiah 29 and uh, 14 says, Yes, when you get serious about finding me, the master, and what is my will and my way and my master plan for you, make it. And when you want that more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Listen, God's decree. Very next verse underneath that. Interesting words again. He goes, I'll turn things around for you. Listen, do you need or want a turnaround? You know, God uses our, both our necessity and desire to direct us into our destiny. Pressing needs and sometimes these persistent fires of desire. You're not sure if it's God or you, but... If you just stay persistent with it and you go look, you find out the, the fire that won't go out. You don't have to know it all or understand it all, but it's that thing down deep inside of you called God. That God speaks out of that fire of his purpose. 
And he's ignited a passion in you. So you just simplify it down to, you know, I want to make a difference. It has to mean something. Jeremiah, listen, hear the prophet's word. I believe that is God's word today. Please don't ever be satisfied and call this that it's just the written word of God. The world makes fun and, 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 you know, breaks it all down and tries to disqualify it and all of that. But, you know, all of those hammers wear out on this anvil, don't they? All of the wise are shown to be fools because this is the word of the living God. And at any moment, at any time, he can take what seems like dead letters on the page and breathe a life into them and fire those things up and ignite something inside of you. And it becomes a live promise. Now it's a live promise. It begins to, it's a seed of the word that's come alive in me. There's been a conception from my reception of his word because I'm come to to God, I come get with God looking for the live promise. I got to have a living word. I need to live out of what God is saying now. But he's saying now out of what he has said. So hear the words of this prophet today. And I can't trust that, you know, how I raise and lower my voice and what I do with all the semantics, all that kind of stuff. I am believing that there is a Holy Spirit at work on the inside that can take this little rock I'm throwing right now and drive it home into the giant's forehead of your life that's an objection or an obstruction or an obstacle, a bound, a bondage and a boundary for your life. Because God works from the inside out, not the opposite way. Jeremiah 33 and verses 2 and 3, it says, This is God's message. The God who made earth made it livable and lasting. Let me, I thought about this when, and it wasn't my thought. It was God's thought out of, a thoughts will come out of God's thoughts towards us, you know. Well, we're running out of oxygen. We're running out of oil. We're running out of, not according to this. It's going to be livable, and it's going to last until, it's, until time is no more. Because if God, if it runs out, God will just say, just look over here. i got plenty more. If it is an empty vessel, if all the oil is empty there, go look again. God will just fill her back up again. Oh, it takes billions of years. Oh, come on. We're talking about God here. We're not talking about the evolution of, you know, all of these, you know, this and that and all the other. I'm not diminishing all of that, you know. I, you know, I really am not. I just want to put it in its proper place. Are you listening? Don't be, so, don't be, don't be educated beyond your own intellect. Be intelligent towards God. Amen. It all came from somewhere. It didn't just appear. Oh, yes, it did. No, it did not. Any more than, you know, uh, any more than that book that you're holding, you know, the dress that you're wearing, any, all this stuff doesn't just appear. Somebody, it came from somewhere. More importantly, it came from someone with a divine design. A book can't write itself. 
Creation can't create itself. There's a creator. Well, I can't stand here and argue the point where that's concerned. You know, them that come to God must believe that God is. He just is. Well, how do you know? He just is, sweetie. Amen. If you need any evidence, go outside. The ground you're walking on, he made that. The air you're breathing, he did that. The sun you're under, you're sweating under, he did that too. The nighttime, is, that's his idea. That girl you love so much, he did that too. He did it all. He planned it all out, and then he worked it all out. And he made this earth livable and lasting. So quit being afraid, you know. I mean, you don't. Listen, I believe in being prepared, but how far can you prepare? I mean, you know, even good hog meat won't last more than a year or two in the freezer now. I mean, you know, you got to just believe at some point in time, you know. <laughs> and if it'll last that long, you know, Google up the Twinkie. They said that there's some Twinkies that have been the same for 40 years. I, I'm not going to eat that thing. I'm not going to eat it. If it just stand alone all on it, say, I, I listen, everyone I go through, the new Twinkies have an expiration date. Good if used by such and such a date. And it didn't say nothing about no 40 years. But they got, there's some plastic that'll last forever in the landfill. There's some stuff you can eat that'll last forever in your field, too. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> oh, God. I digress. Lasting, livable lasting, known everywhere as God. I'll tell you, God is God. It doesn't matter who says he's not. God is still God. And he's good. He's great. He's glorious, and he'll always have the last word. And this same God says, call to me, and I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. So the first first exchange needs to be, I will acknowledge that the new is something I never knew, nor could I figure out on my own. The best I can do, are you listening? And it even takes God. Uh, God. Moses said, let me see your glory. And God put him in the rock and he said, you can't see where I'm going. You can't see my face. You can't see the, the, what, I'm, where I'm, what I'm looking at right now. But I'm going to let you see where I've been and what I've done. And the boy wrote five books of the Bible called the Pentateuch. He wrote the first five. In the beginning God created. So you don't understand in a moment's time. I don't know how long it took. It says he was 40 days and 40 nights. Didn't eat or drink or come down. He was in the presence of God. All this is happening. I don't know how long it did. But I mean God. A cinematic, you know, uh, uh, a cinematic roll off of the thing. I mean Moses, when he wrote, you know, in the beginning there was was God and God created I mean the boy was there heard the music that God God was playing the radio while he was at work I mean and he said and he said this is Lord yeah look at the Bible in a real way instead of just you know I mean ah looking at you know for the big bang honey it was a big bang 
I mean, oh, God got out there and made it, and then there was some trouble with the, you know, Lucifer and all that kind of stuff, and there was this, I, you know, ain't got time to go into all that, but then God stepped out again. Somebody say, God can do it again, and He'll do it better again than He did before. God will make all things new. Are you listening? And he said there's going to be another again where he makes a new heaven and a new earth. What you going to do with that? Ain't even got this one figured out. Yeah, we'll figure out this. It all came from him and it's all for him. Glory be to God. You talk about a bang when God said, light be. Man, 186,000 miles a second, billions and trillions of multiplied trillions of miles expanding out in a 24-hour period and have never, just measurements that will blow your mind if you even try to think about it. Because God, when God lets loose, He lets loose. He don't take it back. It's still going. I wonder if there's life out there. God's out there. Amen. Why there are all these other planets? Probably going to need them somehow, someday for something. I mean, you know, I think I, I think it's cute that God probably lets you look at them sitting off their little Oestes rockets out there and trying to figure out. You know, are you listening? Look at them. You know, I, I think I think there's going to come a time when when we're peeping at him and God's peeping back. Huh? <laughs> How you doing? <gasps> There's life out there. It's always been life out there. It's God. It's God. I said it's God. Amen. Got a chariot that's the speed of light. 886,000 miles a second. You think your little muscle car will do it. I mean, amen. Your crotch rocket will really get you there. I'm going to ride. Man, anyway. He said, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. Now, if you're still stuck on what you know, that's your whole point of reference. How are you going to, how are you going to embrace the new? How will you experience the new if it qualifies things you never knew? Things you could not know. Things that are unsearchable, unreachable, unfigureoutable, if that's such a word. Immeasurable. Without God. Oh, I, I, I. See, the original, the original inroad that the devil made where mankind was concerned is he told her, he said, you really don't need God. You can do this without God. Be careful that we don't translate it into some religious thing, you know. I use it a lot on Miss Sandy and on uh, God when I want to be a victim. I know how to be a victim. Yes, it was that woman that you gave me. Poor me. I got that woman and she's your fault. God says, I gave her to you. No, no, she got away. And uh, she running with the devil. And look what happened. He said, I told you to take care. It was her. It was her. It was her. I know it was her. 
And it was you. You gave her to me, remember? Wasn't me. God says, yeah, it wasn't you. You weren't doing what you're supposed to do. Over her or with me. Amen. But if you're going to be a victor, you have to say, no, God, is me. Is me. What do we do now? Amen. I accept the responsibility. Amen. I chose her as my woman. You gave her to me, but I had to take her, for better or for worse. We win together, we lose together. Amen. If she don't want to cook, oh, well, I have to man up and get my own self fixed up here. Amen. I've got so bold at 60 years old, I say, well, I'll tell you what now. I can do that. I'll just go somewhere where they're making something. Amen. I'm going to eat. <laughs> eat what you got. Oh, no, ain't nothing. I, you know, you ain't cooked nothing. Anyway, move right along. Hey, pastor, what's for dinner? I know you have to ask that woman God gave me. <laughs> All right. Great. He, in another translation, he says, I'll tell you, I'll show you great and incomprehensible. That incomprehensible thing is, is within the limitation of our intelligence. Your heart can, is a lot bigger than your head. Your heart, your spirit. is so much more than just your mind. The mind is a spiritual thing. Your brain is going to perish with the rest of your body. It's just a house. They say the most people use, what, 3 4%? Geniuses will use about 10% of their brain. What's the other 90% for? How's that spiritual mind? To know things you could never have known on your own. Wonderful, marvelous things you do not know that you know nothing about. Can you know? Get with God. I love all of the words that have been used here. This is something that God's been speaking to me. He goes, dream bold. Dream big. Dream blessed. Dream blessing with God. Because God's a bold dreamer. He's a big dreamer. He believes bigger and bolder and better of you than you do. He sees you blessed and he wants to describe that to you in detail. I said detail. Got to get in the right direction first before the detail. Listen, have you decided to turn history around? Pastor Ron's going to come, and uh, we'll take just a moment here. Is that possible, Pastor? Yes. We have the example. Hezekiah said, now look, this is why we're where we're at. This is what has happened. But that's old history. Because I have decided to turn history around. I have decided. I have decided. I remember the day that I decided to follow Jesus. Boy, like Pastor Ron said, that old history was old history. It got put in the proper pile. It got put in the right column. I'm not that person anymore.
now I have a new life. I have a second chance to do it right this time. I tried all that without God. And it didn't work out too well. Detours into darkness and, and, and down into dead ends. But I have. But when I decided, I didn't realize that it was on my decision. That I could decide, I could choose it. God had set life and blessing and in, in, in direct contest, contrast to the, to the devil's cursing and death. I could choose the God that I would serve. Joshua said, you choose this day. You do the choosing. You choose this day. You choose today whom you're going to serve. Because everybody going to serve somebody. Are you listening? Serve some of the original blessing. He said, said, be fruitful. Increase. Multiply. Fill the whole earth. And have dominion. Having dominion says use all of earth's vast resources in the service of God. And the service of man. You know, sometimes when you just hot and sweaty and standing in the muck and the mire and you wonder how in the world is keeping these two pigs in here going to glorify God and work into his purpose and plan over what it does how does everything I do every breath I breathe every heartbeat every step I take in this seemingly natural life See how do how do all how do I connect all these different dots into the into the picture of God's wonderful his dream and his destiny for my life because I because I got this divine thread oh it's all from God I got to live the life that he's placed in front of me and 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 there are needs that are specific to me and Unique and desires that are that are uniquely my own, but somehow that little me taking my part and doing my play and being in my place and doing my part is a it is part of this great grace, wonderful portrait of His grace that fits in together with Him and with one another and shows the world of Jesus. Shows the world so great a salvation. Shows the world the Son through the other sons and daughters of God. Boy, there's something about that when you believe that you matter. See, God wants you, everyone, to know Him personally, uniquely, intimately. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.